Welcome back. I figured we will ride the wave of everything going on with Beatlemania right now. So I thought we would do our Beatles top four favorite songs for each person. We've talked about this for a while. Thought it'd be a really good time to get it done and put it out there for everybody. So I'm looking forward to this episode. Let's start. But before we start, I want to ask you a question because we talk all the time about many topics, one of which is music. And and we have talked about the Beatles. We're doing an episode tonight on the Beatles, but I've never really asked you if you're a Beatles fan. Are you a Beatles fan? <laughs> uh, yes, I am a Beatles fan. Uh, I got into them a little late. Uh, I didn't learn about that. Well, I, I knew about them my whole life. I never listened to them until I was in my early 20s, and I got a... Uh, a lesson in the Beatles, so to speak, from someone who looks exactly like Paul McCartney. And uh, basically, after every album I finished, she would just give me another burned CD of the next album. And, you know, it just took off from there. And then I really, I really feel like I missed out a lot of years where I could have been enjoying their music because when I was exposed to them, I was just blown away by, by the talent, you know, the songwriting performances the live performances and then just all the history of them and you know everything that they accomplished throughout their short careers as a, a group well it's good because i know some of your other bands that you like you're more you're a little younger than me so you're more of that alternative grunge type period is that safe to assume uh for the most part i mean honestly i mean anybody who knows me knows i'm a huge nirvana fan and right. uh kirk Cobain fan but um realistically leading up to this episode i was thinking about a lot of my music choices and what i have been doing in the last 10 years or so i haven't really gotten into any new music and i can almost say that uh tom petty might be just up there with nirvana with me because i've just really? been rocking okay. tom petty for the last 10 years you know non-stop and he's another guy i can listen to any song anytime anywhere and it just you know makes me stop and enjoy the music well, I think then we're going to have to do a top four Petty songs because I absolutely love Petty. And you know, for me, it's the Beatles here, and then it's down here is Mellencamp, Seeger, and Petty, right? Before we hop in, let's do one more question. What would you think of the new song they put out? Very first listen, um, I was kind of over... I, I wasn't really listening. I was kind of like paying attention to little things just because of some of the stuff I heard online with the AI. And then at the same time, you know, um, any of these songs that come along later on when, uh, you know, you're using vocals that were recorded a long time ago. Right. Um, things like that. So I was kind of I was kind of listening more for production value, for right. lack of a better term. But um, I liked it the initial listen. Then I listened to it again and just tried to enjoy it and just listen to what it was. And. For me, it was just classic Beatles, you know. Um, I like I said, I got into them late, but uh, a part of it made me honestly like a little sad because I know, you know, from what they're saying, this is the last Beatles song that will be released, and it's you know kind of an an end to everything with the Beatles, so to speak. And right. Uh, right. you know, it just made me it made me also think about uh, some of the stuff I was able to watch. Um, whether on YouTube or actually like on TV when I was a kid and and I didn't appreciate it at the time. But now when I go back and watch it, I appreciate it more like seeing Harrison play the guitar, you know, on stage is, is just awesome. McCartney's still around, obviously. And, uh, right. you know, Lennon, I can only obviously watch on videotape as well. But it just made me appreciate them just a little bit more for everything else. And knowing that there's never going to be anything else new Beatles, you know, was a little sad. But I enjoyed the song overall. And 
I liked it a lot, and I plan on. Uh, I pretty much listened to it at least once a day since it's come out, just to kind of <laughs> keep it going. Um, but uh, I like it a lot. I, I think it's good. I think he did really well with it, and I don't know if you had a chance. Um, oh, actually, you do because you sent me the clip, uh, the actual uh, official music video, which I thought was kind of cool too, because you kind of you know you get to see all the Beatles back together, so to speak, even though it's uh, edited in. So it was cool. So I've been doing a lot of watching this week on other shows that watch the video for the first time. And it's amazing how many people were moved to tears. Wow. I just found that to be pretty, pretty awesome. Pretty strong statement. I absolutely love the song. Absolutely love the video. I love the way they ended it. They're bowing like they did in their early years after they came out of the Teddy boy image and they got it and put into suits by Brian Epstein. And then they just faded them away and there they just is there is 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 the drum stand right so it was pretty it was yeah. I, i'm just blown away by it anybody i never understood this past week why anybody would criticize this this yeah. is a gift to us that we're never going to get anything past this and so for me i just love the moment love the song before we get into these four songs i know is probably like me for you these constantly change for me. The top two for me are pretty solid, but I could swipe. If we did this six months ago, I could swipe out a couple <laughs> of songs, right? So, but before we hop into the top four, do you have any honorable mentions that were sort of on the fringe that you didn't put in the list? Yeah, I definitely do. And uh, I'm kind of glad that you asked me that because again, like you, I can change this list depending on what right what's going on in my life and you know what's what i'm doing all that stuff you know if i'm if it's like summertime obviously a lot of it's a lot lighter Beatles stuff if i'm going through some things a little bit heavier stuff but uh it changes all the time for me as well um but the main um the main uh honorable mentions uh the first one would be that just missed my list is uh while my guitar gently weeps okay uh, off the white album um the other one is uh ticket to ride off of help right. right and then uh i'll give you two more norwegian wood off a of rubber soul okay and being for the benefit of mr kite off a of sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band okay so looking at this list right you know these are pretty standard songs that are at the top of the i i sort of have an idea where you're going to go at your list i'm going to write one down <laughs> and see if i see if i get it right you know for me that's a great list by the way norwegian Wood, great song ticket yeah. to ride incredible never a huge while my guitar gently weeps it's a great song and being for the benefit of mr kite it's an interesting pick out of that whole album right it's a great song but it's an yeah. interesting pick so for me i had a couple of honorable mentions and now the first one i absolutely love but it was too short to make the list and it's polythene pam off the abbey road album it's part oh, of that nice. whole medley in the back side, the second side, but that's one of my favorite songs. I had I'll Be Back, Hello, Goodbye, and then you have the typical ones like Something, Come Together, I'm Looking Through You Off a Rubber Soul. So those were my honorable mentions. Nice. Let's start. We'll go you first, then me. Let's start your number four song. What's your number four song? All right, get the drum roll ready. Number yeah, four. <laughs> number four uh this is off of help and it's uh you've got to hide your love away by lennon and mccartney um you know i this is just one of those songs that always uh pops in and out of my life i just i've always loved it and then uh 
Pearl Jam did a, a pretty popular cover of this song as well. Yeah. And um, interestingly enough, uh, this was the first time that there was outside musicians brought in uh, to play the flutes on the uh, track. Really? Uh, I didn't in know a, that. In, yeah, for a Beatles uh, studio album. So, um, yeah, it's just for me, this is one of the classics and it's it's always on my Beatles playlist no matter what. And it's, uh, you know, it just does it for me. It's a good song. It is a great song. I liked it a lot. It didn't make the list for me. But again, all these songs can make the list. You can interchange yeah. them, right? So yeah. so my number four, uh, it's always been one of my favorites. It's probably started out as my favorite Beatles song and then sort of morphed into others. It was written by John and Paul when John, I think, was around 17. Paul was about 16. It was the first song that they felt was good enough to be recorded and put on an album. It's an interesting story because the UK single has Ringo on the drums. Something happened where they went back into the studio and George Martin wanted to re-record it. And it's not Ringo as the drummer. It's a session drummer named Andy White, which is on the album version. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. Nice. Now, I love the version of it that just came out with the new single. So they did the double A side now and then. And so my favorite... My fourth favorite is Love Me Do. Nice. Now, Very classic. one other weird, weird point that I found about this song when I was doing some research. Okay. It was covered on December 4th, 1972 by guess who? You'll, actually, you're not going to get this, but guess, guess. Um, What was the year again? 72? 1972, A Singing Family. Oh, my God. Don't say the Partridge Family. No, worse. Brady Bunch. <laughs> Brady Bunch covered this song in 1972. <laughs> Could you imagine Jan walking into Apple and say, yes, I'd like to cover Love Me Do? Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> the Love Me Do is my number four. Your number four is you got to hide your love away. Let's go to number three. Oh, man. Um, number three for me is off of Let It Be, written by John Lennon. And it's uh, it's across the universe. Um. There's uh, this song to me. Um, I don't know. It just it, it hit it hit me hard the first time I listened to it, and I thought it was kind of. Um, I don't. I I probably didn't listen to two, like all their songs in chronological order, but this song for me kind of uh, I guess made me recognize. I guess maybe when they started experimenting a little bit more, it seemed like it was a little bit more out there right. um, for what they had done, and uh, the music in it was just unbelievable. Um, there's a, uh, if I can pronounce this right, uh, Ringo actually plays a Swara Mandel, which is a uh, Indian harp. Hmm. Um, and the sound come, yeah, the sound coming off of that thing is just, it, it really intrigues me. And I love that they use that in the song. Um, basically, uh, if I can, I'll quote Lennon here. And this is another reason why uh, I think I appreciate the song a lot more, but uh he said at one point, uh, it's one of the best lyrics I've written. In fact, it could be the best. It's good poetry or whatever you call it without chewing it. See, the one I like are the ones that stand as words without melody. They don't have to have any melody like a poem. You can read them. And then uh, after I heard about that, I started paying more attention to the lyrics. Right. And you go through it, you know, and it's just it's crazy. The the stuff that they come up with to match this song, um, you know, I love your I love your little weird fact about the Brady Bunch covering uh, that Beatles <laughs> song. Um, the one thing about this song, I tried to look up some 
kind of facts about him. Um, this was later recorded by David Bowie okay. with uh, John Lennon on guitar uh, off of Bowie's 75 album, Young Americans. And this song was also an inspiration for Liam Gallagher to form the band Oasis and actually start recording songs. So I thought that was kind of cool. And uh, on February 4th, 2008, this song became the first track to be beamed directly into space. This marked the 50th anniversary of NASA and the 40th anniversary of the song's release. Paul was quoted as saying as well done, NASA send my love to the aliens. So it's just, uh, yeah, just the quote from Paul is enough for me to like that song, but listening to the song (laughs) overall, it's, uh, you know, it's just one of my favorites. I feel like it's one of the more powerful songs that the Beatles wrote. And again, this is another one that's always in my Beatle lineup. And, uh, you know, just just outduels you got to hide your your love away, but it's uh it's a great song. Great song. Those are really I, I didn't know half that about half that stuff about that song. So it's just great, great information you brought there. Okay, my number three. It's a very underrated song, but when you talk to a lot of pure Beatle fans and you mention this song, they absolutely love it. It's more of a Paul song. It's off the help album. It only took two takes to write. Um, it's the first time that Lennon ever played an electric piano on one of their songs that got recorded, and it's called The Night Before. Oh, I, nice. You just quoted John, interesting, on Across the Universe. I actually have a John quote on this song, and this is what he said <laughs> nice. about the Very song. Nice. He said, that's Paul. I'll just say it's Paul. I don't remember anything about it except it was in the movie Help. <laughs> so my number three just a phenomenal song the night before from help very nice that's a good choice all right now we're starting to get to the top two here so what's your number two all right so number two it was hard for me between two three and four and number two beats it out but uh it's just again one of my favorites uh it's off of abbey road written by john lennon and uh it's called i want you she's so heavy um this i i just can't even explain what this song does for me but it it brings a lot of emotions to me honestly because i can apply it either being happy or sad it's just a great like lyric wise there's not very many lyrics in it at all it's pretty much like three sentences said over and over again (laughs) um but this was uh the other thing about this is uh this was the last song mixed uh for abbey road it was the last time all four beatles were in the studio together which uh i didn't know about until uh, a lot later on but when i found that out it kind of made me like the song even more because again it was just another step in the whole beatles story um the only kind of uh interesting facts i got two interesting facts and again uh i'm a fan of these weird uh instruments but uh george harrison played uh moog synthesizer on this and uh it was one of the first use uses of this synthesizer and it was custom made for harrison so uh another cool instrument on this song and uh if somehow you can try to pay attention to it when it comes in it's actually it gives a great sound to the song right um the only other thing about this song and i tried listening to it and i kind of i challenge all the back it up uh fans out there to see if they can hear this but apparently there's an accidental background lyric at the uh 430 mark in the song and uh it's after john lets out a pretty crazy scream in the song and supposedly you can hear what was that about 
and and it was in response to john's uh scream and if you go back to the song and if i've listened to the song a million times and as soon as i read that i go john scream i'm like i'm not even thinking and then sure enough you listen to you're like oh my god he really is belting it out there he almost sounds like a a punk rocker or something but uh it's it's pretty cool and i i love this song it's one of the longer songs but uh even without the words just the instrumentation alone is enough to keep me going on it so that's why it's number two for me because uh more about the music than anything else in this song so i wrote down 430 mark so you know what the first thing i gotta do tonight when we when we're done right it's i'm telling you song now i'm telling you go for it i i tried to i tried to listen to it online uh the next thing i'm gonna do is my brother has a vinyl copy of the album um it was probably uh my dad's album somewhere along the line but um i'm gonna ask him to uh play it and look listen for it because everything i found on the computer i couldn't hear it but i can't tell if these songs are cleaned up a little bit before they were released type of thing because it was all kind of like official beatles uh you know videos or whatever on youtube so that's the interesting thing about the beatles is that you're talking about these little buried treasures inside their songs right it's all these yeah. years later and you're still saying hey by the way we'll listen to the 430 mark <laughs> yeah. and the two things that that clicked for me when you said that when as soon as you said the song name was i could hear them singing she's so and then goes right into the instrumental right you could just hear yeah. that in your head yeah, the yeah. Second one, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Do you like the song I Am the Walrus? Oh, yeah, it's classic too. So you know the whole Paul is dead uh yeah. mystery back then, right? Well, yeah, at the yeah. end of that song, apparently they John says, I buried Paul. Yeah. But he claims it's cranberry sauce. So yeah. what did you think it was? That's one of those things that they've been, you know, the last couple of years on the internet, they have these things out there where you, you see the uh, blue dress or the gold dress. And like, you know, some people see blue, some people see gold. And if you, <laughs> they have these little tests out there now where literally if you're reading something, the voice will sound whatever you're reading and they'll give you like four different phrases. Right. And if you read each four phrase, it really does sound like it for me. I'd like to think that, you know, it's I buried Paul just because it adds to the whole thing. And I really hope it's not cranberry sauce, even though it's one of my favorite condiments on Thanksgiving. But I really <laughs> just don't, you know, I, I want to stick to the whole uh inappropriate uh, question. <laughs> yeah. I just want to stick to the whole uh the whole superstition about Paul dying and everything. Well, that whole album cover on the back has a couple of major clues, right? You have the Volkswagen with the 28 if. If Paul didn't die, he would have been 28. And then there's a crack yeah. in the Beatles, um, in the Beatles wording there on the album. So showing yeah. his dead. So that's actually a great one. I love that song. Love that album. Here's my number two. And you may get it from my first intro statement on this. It's it's really known for the first five to 10 seconds of the song when you get significant feedback in the song that's how it starts out and it was done by accident because john accidentally put his guitar up against the amp and it made this song that caught their ear and they developed it okay it's a very weird video if you ever saw it and when i say the song you may have seen it it's got ringo riding a stationary bike and and george singing into like a uh, a speed bag it's really it's really weird i love absolutely love Ringo's drums on this song John Lennon's vocals are absolutely perfect and it's I feel fine nice 
So yeah. that's my number two. I don't know if you like that song, but the, the 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 feedback, and that's what the Beatles always look for, right? These sounds. They want to create all these different sounds. If I loop the tape this way, what does it sound later in their careers? And it's exactly what you were just talking about and we're talking about now. It's just all these little things, just for me, just get you all excited after all these years. So now we move to number one. And I think I have something written down. Let's see if it's right. I'm going to guess <laughs> when you're done, if it was right. All right. So this is um, written by John, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Um, this is hands down my favorite song of all time. Um, probably one of my favorite songs ever uh, from anybody. Uh, recorded in 68 off the White Album. And it's Happiness is a Warm Gun. Um, now, you were saying one of your songs was done in uh, two takes. And... Uh, this song took 15 hours to record with 95 takes in it. Whoa. Um, really? Yeah. And it was decided that the first half of the take 53 and the second half of take 65 were the best. And they were uh, edited together to create that song. Um, the song title itself, uh, happiness is a warm gun. The song title came from George Martin showing Lennon a cover of a magazine that was published by the NRA called the American Rifleman. And the uh, title of the article had the same name. So uh, John was quoted as saying another John quote, George Martin showed me the cover of a magazine that said happiness is a warm gun. I thought it was a fantastic, insane thing to say. A warm gun means you just shot something. So, um, you know, this song for me, it, I feel like it's almost like four or five songs combined into one. Um, and like the falsetto at the end kind of turns into almost like a sad 50 song. And then in between it's a little bit of experimentation. The lyrics are a little bit crazy and off the wall. And uh, you know, it's just this song. It's almost like a, you know, you kind of, you know, you said I was into the nineties rock more than anything. And this song kind of gave me like that nineties vibe almost, right. if you will, for right. this song. Cause it was just combining different genres, mixing it all together. came out great. You know, it has a, um, I don't know what you want to call it. Like a, uh, kind of a, like, uh, the title name in itself is, you know, kind of catchy and everything. And, uh, of course this was a song that was also, banned in the uk for a while too because they assumed that it was about heroin use um and drug use and uh that wasn't the case it was literally about happiness as a warm gun i didn't know but that. uh wow yes so it's um you know this is just this is a song that was written i i'm pretty sure lennon wrote this you know uh when he was getting involved with yoko so there was a lot of uh emotion behind it there and the, the songwriting and everything and it just it does it for me and it's uh my all-time favorite and i feel like this will this will be my all-time favorite forever like this this number one song doesn't change for me this is it nice futures <laughs> is backing it up tonight huh these are Thank this you. is good information half <laughs> the stuff you told me and i used to read a lot about the beatles i didn't know some of the stuff that you told me tonight 95 takes that's incredible Could you imagine it's sitting there 95 takes it's got to be maddening it's got to be maddening so that was the one I thought you were going to pick. And now that I think about it, I think you may have told me that a while ago. So it's really uh, not a I great I definitely guess did. That's why point. I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think you had told me that. All right. So like you, this is your number one and it'll never change. And I don't think at this point 
now that love me do has sort of fallen for me a little bit not i mean i absolutely love all these songs so there really isn't a one two three four for me but this is sort of my go-to song and we had talked about this it was the most digital song played on spotify when the beatles catalog was brought to itunes in 2010 this was the top selling song the first week that it was listed in their catalog now john lennon did not play on this song which is really interesting and harrison and paul simon performed this on saturday night live together in 1976 and it's here comes the sun and it was written in eric clapton's garden he was oh, alone wow. then clapton was there he was strolling through the garden and he just went with it and just came through with this song and it's just my absolute favorite song is here comes the sun and you know what's interesting too about this song it's it's popular on itunes when it came out popular on spotify you know, you look at the Beatles and it's always Lennon McCartney, Lennon McCartney, every album they give George a song, right? You get to Abbey yeah. Road and you got something and you got Here Comes the Sun, two of their greatest songs in the yeah. Beatles catalog. And they were George songs. Yeah. So it's yeah, really exactly. interesting. So that that's my top four. I got Here Comes the Sun one, I Feel Fine two, Night Before Three, Love Me Do Four. You have Happiness is a Warm Gun, number one. I Want You, She's So Heavy, number two, Across the Universe, three, and number four, You Got to Hide Your Love Away. Now, anyone could sit there and say, well, wait a minute, how about Help? How about I Want to Hold Your Hand? How about yeah. all these other songs, right? You Never Give Me Your yeah. Money or things like that. Again, you can name any one of these songs. It's just incredible, their catalog. And the thing about it is you could take their start somewhere 62, 64-ish, somewhere around there, however you want to slice and dice it. By 1970, they broke up. So you're looking yeah. at six to eight years of this catalog. It's just phenomenal what they've done. Yeah, I just it's even absolutely more, love them. It's even more impressive, like you said, in the short amount of time, the just the change in music. And also at the same time, they kind of, to me, um, the other thing that they did with it is, you know, cause there's other musicians who transition or go from different genres or experiment right. or whatever you want to say, but it just seemed like when the Beatles did it, it was almost like the natural evolution, you know, even going from the first album where it's, you know, more kind of just that hokey kind of old school rock stuff. And then, you know, then venture into, you know, you start going into their LSD days and everything and it everything in between it's just like it was all leading up to that point and it was like everything made sense and i've never experienced a band um like that ever um the other thing i want to say about the beatles too and um you know again i i haven't experimented with new music in the last 10 years but all the music i listened to before then um no band was as consistently good in my mind throughout a whole entire album or multiple albums you know um i'm a little biased with nirvana just because i like every one of their songs i wouldn't say they're as musically talented you know on the same level as all their songs all together but the beatles it's like every song you could just see how great it was and how you know just how complicated they are but at the same time they're simple and they just just the way they put it all together and they the way they released them and the chronological order of everything it just seems so natural and i've never experienced that with any other band that i've ever listened to so so i know this is about the beatles but let's go to nirvana for one second because i could probably mm -hmm. find a beatles song i don't really like there's yeah. not one nirvana song that you don't like <laughs> 
<laughs> uh no i can say i like every really? single nirvana and there and you're not a big nirvana fan so you wouldn't know about this but like you know nirvana i think has uh four officially released albums um there's a whole there's a whole bootleg collection out there where it was like a six volume collection um back when there was bootlegs with cds and everything it was yeah. nothing but live performances right. and kind of rare uh uh, appearances uh some of it showed up on their box set like uh they performed the song on a college radio station when they first started out to me the song is awesome and it should have been one of their top selling songs ever but it never made it to an album for whatever reason it just didn't right and uh i really do a anything anything that they did i like uh there's a reason why they're my favorite band so you know there's you know i'm biased when i listen to them they have the perfect sound for me i like their right. sound i like their uh music drums were awesome you know Foo fighters uh lead man was on the drums then and right. uh kirk cobain obviously to me kirk cobain was the first person i was introduced where i actually thought musicians are real artists and uh can express it in music and then uh you know that led me to discovering everybody else who i think is a real artist and uh and again the beatles to me as a collaborative group are just artists you know Maybe not so much Ringo here and there, but, uh, you, know, you know, George, John, uh, George, John and Paul, to me, they're just to me, they're just pure artists and they expressed it through their music uh, and it, it reached, you know, billions of years. So, I, you know, I think a lot of people feel that way about Ringo. Right. But one of my top four here, I feel fine. If you listen to the drum track and when I was going for my walk today and my workout, I was listening to it. There's just something about his drum track on that song. It's it's absolutely perfect. And I've done a lot of watching on YouTube of people, other drummers talking about his influence and how good he is. And there's a guy from the Eurythmics, I forget his name, and... Ringo sits down with him and shows him how to how he drums because he's a lefty on a righty kit, some or or maybe reverse that. And okay. it's really interesting to hear him talk about that. He doesn't get enough credit, I think, in that band. I, I think he was, you know, one of the four pillars there that they needed. You talked about 95 takes with happiness is a warm gun. So two points I want to close the episode with. Number one is alternate takes alternate i'm going to call them because they didn't make the final album so if you go back and look in spotify you'll see like super de deluxe abbey road uh super oh, deluxe yeah. revolver right so yeah. here's four songs that you gotta everyone should take a, a listen to it they're really interesting and i sort of recently discovered them let's start with the abbey road super deluxe take nine of here comes the sun here Comes the Sun is my number one song. This song is just as good as the album. It's a different little feel to it. Okay. The instrumental middle part of the song is a little longer. It's really interesting. You should take a look at it. Polythene right. Pam, take All number right. 27. George, I'm sorry, John's joking in the beginning of the song. It's pretty funny. They have that on there. This nice. is a really interesting one, too. Again, a great song. Probably makes a lot of people's lists. If you go to, to the album Revolver Super Deluxe, takes one and two of Paperback Writer. Okay. It's just the backing tracks. There's no vocals. It's just the music. All so right. Listen to that, and it's, it's really neat to hear it. And then here's one that I probably should have put on my 
honorable mentions. I absolutely love this song. I love the beginning of it with the guitar. It's on the Let It Be Super Deluxe. And they performed it on the rooftop session was I Got a Feeling. I've got a feeling oh, okay. this is a yeah. great song. So take 10 yeah. on the Let It Be Super Deluxe. One last observation. We went through our top four. Not one song overlapped. Yeah. <laughs> Not, and that's the, that's the brilliance of them, right? That everyone takes their music into their own yeah. self and they come out with these four, that four. Why don't you include that? I don't, you know, it's just, it's just an incredible band. And I am absolutely on a high lately because of this song that got put out. I just absolutely love it. So nice. top four Beatles, we finally did it. Futures. What a great episode. Thanks for joining me. I hope everybody wow. enjoyed that. Hit the subscribe button, drop us a comment. Let us know your top four. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye. Bye.